Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the NateHoldridge.com podcast. Today we're talking about a real moment in life, and that is the halfway point. And we're specifically talking about the dangerous part of being halfway through something, through a project, through an endeavor, through a goal that we have in our lives. And so Pastor Nate was gracious enough to talk with us about some different things to think about and consider as we're moving forward and pushing through that halfway point towards the finish line. So no matter where you're at today, um, if you're discouraged, if you're working on a way to continue moving forward, we pray that this conversation is helpful for you in continuing the pursuit of making it to the finish line. So we hope you're blessed by this conversation. And uh, without further ado, let's just jump right into this conversation. Nay, I feel a little funny. I'm, I'm like angled from you right now. I'm not looking at you just like, I have to kind of turn my body a little bit to see you. You're not feeling very good, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're doing the angle thing so that, so that you're not like a direct, a direct the hit. airspace. Yeah. Is getting <laughs> I love it. Oh man, dude, we're in a brand new year and, right. uh, you know, new years, new year's resolutions. You have any new year's resolutions you think about any goals, anything kind of front burner for you no i'm not really a resolution guy although i do have kind of two natural reset kind of moments in my annual year or my annual year my my just kind of annual rhythm one is in the summertime when i get out of town and spend some time with my family i tend to spend a lot of time at that time really thinking about like goals and desires and recalibration of just different things that i'm working on projects things like that but then uh the new year too is a little bit of that kind of reset time because december is a a different rhythm you know in our church life kind of gets not really quiet. I mean, it gets quiet, but it's busy for other reasons. And then, you know, so the new year hits a lot of times, that'll be a time where I'm starting a new teaching for the church on Sundays. And uh, usually some writing projects are getting completed right around that time. So December is usually a good time for me to think through like, okay, what are some goals that I might have for this next year? Like, how would I like my uh, reading life, for instance, to look like right. this next year, you know, what mm. do I want to read or how much do I want to read, you know, yeah, this next good. year? And, and if so, like, when am I going to read, you know, and uh, kind of maybe getting a little list of things that I'd like to work through and, and, yeah. and read through, you know, during the year. Or um, usually that's a time for me where I like to think about like, okay, I have my weekly rhythms of, of my work and how I'm getting things done, but mm-hmm. is there anything that isn't working that I need to change, uh, an area that I need more time in or that I don't need as much time as I thought I needed in and how yeah. can I adjust that? Are there any key meetings that I need mm. to more regularly have? So I tend to go through that in uh, December and try to, you know, hit it hard once January, January. comes. So, no, I'm not really like a you know, a resolution guy, but I do think a lot about, you know, I'll kind of think through even like, okay, health and nutrition and stuff, you know, in this next year, you know, how, is there anything I'd like to change there? You know, and this is the first time in, I think four or five years that I haven't at this kind of window of my year, my uh, annual year have not been scheduled to run a marathon, uh, a trail marathon or a trail ultra race in, uh, like January or February. Yeah. So the last three or four years I've been like training, you know, during this time and just through, 
uh, kind of the busyness of life and also some uh, minor kind of little injuries and setbacks and stuff. I just knew like this really isn't a time for that. There's other stuff I need to really focus in on. And um, so but just kind of looking at the year and going like, okay, well, is there ever a time that I want to do something like that and like pick a race and it ramp up and get out on the trails a little yeah, bit more yeah. than I am right now, you know, kind of thing. And so, you know, I just kind of think through all that right That's about, cool. you know, this time. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like to do the same thing. Just new year, kind of reassess some things in the schedule and, and in my life and in my marriage and things yeah. like that. Yeah. It's just a cool kind of reset time. I think it's, there's just some people that that's like an enjoyable experience. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, I think you and me, we're both <laughs> that way, you know, like, yeah. oh, just thinking about our lives and how we could tweak <laughs> them, you know, like I, I just think some people are kind of wired about that say, way. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Probably not everybody listening to this right now is like, I bet they're hearing that and they're like, oh my gosh, I have to go home and think about that tonight. Dang it. <laughs> nope. But. I love that kind of stuff. Nate, I, I don't think that this article you wrote could have come at a better time. Um, the dangerous place of halfway mm. and thinking about goals and things that we want to see accomplished in our lives, things that we want to see God do in our lives, our ministries and our families. Um, <laughs> what a cool article to think about mm. when we're actually going through and pursuing something in front of us. I, I was looking at some of the examples that you wrote in the article about, you know, Maybe somebody listening is in the process of restoring a marriage or raising a child or pursuing some kind of path of education or something. But whatever we're going through, there's always this moment, it seems, that we're halfway to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's some dangers that can really pop up in those moments for us. And you talked about three things I'd love to kind of hear your thoughts about. Um, three things that kind of happen during that halfway point if we're not careful to prevent them. And the first one that you talked about was sloth or laziness. And I just wanted to ask you, you know, like when we're thinking about things that we're going forward in, when we get to that halfway point, what is the danger of sloth? And I think we know that there are many dangers in that being lazy and stuff, but like specifically towards that halfway point, Mm -hmm. what, what's the, like what were you kind of thinking about? Yeah, so I mean the whole setting of the article comes from the book of Nehemiah where, where they're rebuilding the wall right. in, uh, mm-hmm. in Jerusalem or around Jerusalem and repairing the gates there that are connected to the wall. And they got the wall to half of its height, halfway right. up, you know. And the idea is that, yeah, you know, it takes a lot of work to get to that halfway point. You know, mm-hmm. there's a rallying of the community there's a sharing of the plans and right. dealing with the rubbish and you know just really clearing things out and getting the wall started you know so yeah. so when you're at that halfway point it no longer feels like you're just getting started in a sense you can kind of feel accomplished a little pro you know mm-hmm. like okay you know i've been doing this now for some time you know and i yeah. I've, I've got some fruit behind me look at the progress look at look at what's come of mm-hmm. my efforts and if you're not careful there can be a little bit of like a hey good job you <laughs> where that that kind of gets yeah. you thinking that the job is done when it's mm-hmm. not done there's more to do Right, and so I think that you know that that part of it, the sloth kind of thing, would be that feeling of accomplishment 
that leads you to let down your guard. I mean, they mm. say they say, for instance, and I think this is true in the business world. I think this can be true in the family world. But I, you know, as a pastor, I've heard it applied in the church world. They say that one of the most dangerous things for a church to experience is success, mm. because as you are doing things that are fruitful and that God is blessing, it's definitely a temptation to kick back and go, mm. cool, like we got it. You know, look at what yeah. has happened. Look at what's been done. And, you know, to really work on your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to continue to work on your heart, to continue to feel that desperation and know that the work is not yet done. Uh, I mean, yeah. we shouldn't really ever come to a place where we feel like it's all done and we're, we've accomplished it or whatever. I mean, until like you go, until your whole community is saved. And right. also walking with the Lord, yeah. uh, and really doing well. You know, at, maybe at that point you can say mission accomplished. You know, if you're, yeah. you know, in the church world like you and I are. So, I think that you know this is a huge danger. You know, that feeling of you know some accomplishment, maybe even a little bit of entitlement that kind of comes in. Yeah, you know, like that. I deserve mm-hmm. a little break. You know, right. I've been working really hard. You know, getting up to this halfway point, and you, you know me, I'm all about different rhythms and yeah. seasons of life, and I tell people very openly that I don't expect to be pastoring uh, this church or any church the way that I'm pastoring this mm-hmm. church right now uh, in another 20 years. You right. know, I, I know that there's different seasons of a pastoral mm-hmm. life and different seasons of a man's life and a woman's life. I understand that, but I think that it really can be a temptation in a person's heart to say, well, I've had a little success and so I deserve to huh. kind of kick back. Uh, just realizing like the job's not done yet. You yeah. know, I wrote in the article, but the child has not yet been raised, you know, right. as one that of my examples, one. you know, like that's the truth, you know, like those first 10 years of raising a child are hard. There are, the, I think the first 10 years of raising a child are physically hmm. demanding. I mean, it is emotionally demanding also right? because it's you're stretched, but it's really physically demanding hmm. uh, because, you know, you have to really, you're, you're, I mean, especially early on those first five years, you're kind of providing everything for them. You know, they yeah. can't even put their pants on without you, you right. know, they can't even go to the bathroom without right. you, you know? Yeah. And so it's a physically taxing thing and it would be tempting for a parent at around that season of their child's life, about 10 years of age, they can get their pants on by themselves. They're emotionally mature enough to be able to just kind of handle life, go to school, you know, things like that. It would be tempting right about that time to kind of check out hmm. and to feel like, man, I did so much work to get to this point. And now, you know, they'll kind of pass through their preteen and teenage years in my home. And, you know, good, I'll provide for them. But they're going to have friends and they're going to have interests and they're going to be busy and they're going to do their thing and kind of to stop working. Right. And the reality is there's more work to do. It might not be as physically taxing, although you're older. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it might be uh, <laughs> grading on a curve. Uh, but there's emotional mm. you know, difficulty and you know, it can be emotionally taxing you know, during that season. So... You know, to, to really get to a place in your heart where you say, look, I, I'm, I'm not done until I'm done. I might need a rest, but I don't want to give in to laziness That's or good. sloth just because I'm at this halfway mark. Kind of like with that, you also talked about discouragement. 
And I feel like this is something yeah. that we all experience, you know, just as we're moving forward, it's so easy to become discouraged. Maybe because when we get to that halfway point, we feel like, as opposed to what you just said, maybe we feel like we haven't seen enough done. And it can be so easy just to feel like I'm not adequate enough, like the job's just too big. I don't have the people around me to support me. How do you kind of push through that discouragement and keep moving mm. forward, you know? Mm. Yeah, these next two, I think, are really the ones that I relate to a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, because <clears throat> when you're halfway finished with a project or, um, you know, a church revitalization or um, some kind of thing in your business world or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, you, you what you understand intuitively is you understand how much work it took mm. to just get to that point. <laughs> yeah. And so you kind of look, look back at all that work and you realize, and even after all that, I'm only halfway there. Yeah. Right. Know? It's like, I mean, the analogy that I'll use is, you know, I, I will do trail running from time to time. And, you know, when you're running up a, a big hill or <clears throat> a small mountain or something like that, you know, it's painful. Mm. And as you're going up, there's always kind of that point where about halfway up, it, you're kind of discouraged. Yeah. Because you realize that looking down, that you've come a long way and you feel like you've been on that thing for forever. But then you look up and you realize, oh, <laughs> you know, I'm not there. Yeah. I am so far from yeah. the top still. And it can really be a discouraging, you know, kind of thing. I I, th- I think that, so you asked me the question, how do I deal, you yeah, know, with that curious, discouragement? Yeah. You know, one, Riley, is just that I think for me, because, you know, my, I think my build, just kind of the way my brain works, I can tend to take everything in life really seriously. Hmm. And so it's important for me to have light, fun people yeah. and activities in my life. I'm the same way. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's just really important. Just people that, you know, some of my best friends, it's like, I don't think they probably like ever listen to my podcasts or read my <laughs> articles or anything like that. Like they just don't, that's cool, they just don't take me like that. Yeah. You know, it's just, they just want to hang out with me, just mm. spend time with me. You know, um, my children, my wife, you know, they're all just so fun and we have such a blast together. So I think that's one Mm. way, you know, to kind of, especially when it's discouragement that is attached to, you know, accomplishing something, doing something, Mm. you know, big project, a big workplace thing, you know, when it's connected to that, it's good to have some of those other outlets, you know. Absolutely. I imagine Nehemiah, you know, kicking it around the fire with all the guys <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, just laughing and telling stories or whatever. Mm. You know, that can be really refreshing, you know, when you're in that kind of halfway mode. I think talking to people too, Riley, has been really helpful to me just kind mm. of going through that because, um, you know, the, the when discouragement comes in, you just become really irrational. Yeah. Is that the right way to say it? Irrational, unrational? You you start you start getting all dark about everything, you know, and yeah. where you say like, you know, man, we've been working on this for so long, and 
here's we, we were only seeing this happen and you're you're kind of pointing out all the bad things that still are there and all the work that still needs to be done and so i find that a lot of times by just verbalizing that to a trusted safe person mm-hmm. um a lot of times what they'll do is because they're not discouraged usually right. at the moment yeah and so what they'll do is they'll say what <laughs> that's not how i see things at all yeah and they'll share with you all the stuff that they have seen, you know, happen or all the progress that is there. Yeah. And uh, that can be really helpful also, you know, just kind of opening your heart. Or they might not even comfort you with uh, the truth of the situation, but they might just tr- comfort you with the Lord. Like, yeah, yeah you know, you true. do have a long way to go and that is difficult, but the Lord's with you. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to stand with you. You know, this is worthwhile what you're doing, you know, and it might be really difficult raising that teenager, but, you know, keep pouring your life out for them. This Mm. season is not going to be forever, you know, and it just might be that kind of encouragement uh, that's, that's needed. And then I think a last one I'd mention is just, um, I, I have always taken to heart. There, there's a lot of things about my prayer life that I would love to really grow in. Mm. I think every area in my yeah. prayer life I'd like to grow in. But I think one area that has always been a pretty steady constant in my life comes from 1 Peter chapter 5 where we are told that we're to cast all our care yeah. upon him because he cares for us. And that has always been a great help to me mm. when I'm in that discouraged because of we're halfway there kind of thing to just go to the Lord and unload my heart before him and to speak to him about the things that I'm feeling burdened with or sad about or just frustrated with and to bring those to him first. That's also been a huge help for me with that discouragement. That's good. When you're talking, it was reminding me of um, our life groups here at, at our church and just like a little shameless plug. <laughs> I've just been so blessed by those groups and how they really help. There's just something about being with other people, like you're saying that can really fight that discouragement. People who see things from a different vantage point than you do and see the work that's happening, see what God is doing and can be some kind of encouragement. It's just such a, a joy. So yeah, I love those tips for fighting against that discouragement. Yeah. That's so good, Riley, because I mean, the reality of the human experience is that we are just tired. Straight you know, up, man. It, it is up. hard being a human being. <laughs> and there's just so really much, is, you yeah. know, to to accomplish, to do. There's just, it, and it's a struggle, really, in a sense, for survival, you know. So yeah. to, to have someone else speak into your life and encourage you, to give you perspective, mm. you know, it's just... I was going to say it's worth its weight in gold. You know, it's just, mm. it's just beautiful. It's helpful. Yeah, so valuable. And you mentioned tired. This is the last thing you talked about in the article was that sometimes when you get to that halfway point, you just get tired, man. Just mm-hmm. get tired. I want to quit, go to sleep, <clears throat> say I'm done, you know. For you in your life, like when you've gotten to that tired moment, you know, I'm sure, I, I know for me, I, I've experienced that multiple times during a, a project or an endeavor, but when it gets to that point, when you, you can still see the finish line out there, you're halfway done, what helps you to kind of fight against being tired? Is it taking like vacation kind of things? Is it restructuring your schedule? Is it sleeping more? I mean, anything like that kind of come to your mind as you're thinking about that? Yeah, I mean, this is a this is a huge one. 
And I think learning to receive the gift of God's Sabbath rhythms for your life Mm. are really helpful for this, you know, because the weeks turn into months, turn into years, turn into decades. And if you don't have regular times to stop, to rest, to replenish, to rejuvenate, Mm -hmm. then uh, you really won't be able to keep going. So there are times where that fatigue, I mean, Nehemiah's wall, I think it was uh, 52 days they got Mm -hmm. built in, you know, so the halfway point, it's not necessarily that they, it was the halfway point of 52 days, but if it was, if it was right around that time, then you're looking at day 26, you know? Yeah. So a lot of times the stuff that we're working on, I mean, like, I'm trying to teach through the whole Bible in this studio that we're in right now, you know, and that's a huge project. I'm not even halfway done with that yet. And, you know, it can be a little depressing at times, you know, how far (laughs) there is to go. And there can be that fatigue. Yeah. And sometimes that fatigue is there for you uh, not to just say, okay, I got to just push through this fatigue. Sometimes it's there as a warning to your system to help you understand, I gotta pace myself better if I'm really gonna get this done, or there's right. some things that have to be rearranged for mm-hmm. me to be able to accomplish all this. You know, I've been saying this recently, but you know, one of the definitions I think of what it means to be human is to be limited. We God is unlimited, yeah. we are limited. And you know, that means that in our finite state there's only so much that we can do there's only so much we can accomplish so Mm -hmm. if you're killing yourself with all that you're putting into your life and all that you're saying yes to then that fatigue might be a gift from jesus christ Mm -hmm. himself to help you learn that you need sleep and you need rest and you need sabbath and you're not him yeah but on the other hand when it comes to things that he has called you to or just the cross that you're called to bear in life, you know, there's times where that fatigue is just a way for him to say, hey, take a break, here's some rhythm, you know, get get into a better groove. Uh, but when, when we're talking about it from the danger kind of standpoint, yeah, man, I mean, that's just so, so prevalent, you know, yeah. you, you get halfway into something. And, you know, at the beginning, there's all this excitement, all this passion, yeah. all this, you know, fun, you know, it's exciting and all that. And there will inevitably come a point where you got to grind, you know? I mean, I'm getting ready this year, you know, 2018. I'm going to teach our church, as you know, and as probably many people listening to this know, I'm going to be spending the year on Sundays teaching our church through the life of David. Right. Love David. Mm -hmm. Love David's life. Can't wait to share about David with the church. Mm -hmm. And we are going to get off to an incredible start. I mean, it just could not begin any better. You know, the anointing from uh, Samuel with all of Jesse's sons and David being chosen and then being recruited to be the harpist for Saul and then being going out to battle to bring uh, his, some supplies to his older three oldest brothers and seeing Goliath and hearing his voice and trying on Saul's armor and taking it off and getting his five smooth stones and going out and killing Goliath. Like it's going to be so exciting at the beginning, (laughs) but I mean, it's like, gonna take like i've told you guys you know we're gonna go at a pretty good clip you know like a chapter or more at times and that'll still take us like 40 weeks you know to go through 
So there's going to be some times this summer, summer of 2018, mm-hmm. where, you know, we're like, oh, David and Bathsheba. Right. I am so yeah. tired of this guy. I'm so tired of his life, <laughs> you know, and we're going to have to yeah. push, you know, you're going to, you got to push, you got to push during those times, you know, Absolutely. if you want to see the whole thing, get the whole fruit, you know, get That's the whole good. thing done, you got to push during those times of fatigue. So just realizing that, yeah, you know, there's going to be a time where the excitement isn't there, you know, and for a lot of people, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, that excitement is something new. You can kind of get addicted to that, right? I mean, you oh, and yeah. you and so you you you're always you know hopping to the next job, next career, next school, next relationship, next location, next mm-hmm. geographical spot on the map. You know, you're always bouncing around because new, new, new is exciting. Yeah. Um, but there are times where you got to push through the fatigue because there's something mm-hmm. really beautiful on the other side that. of that. You know, you want to yeah. see it ultimately. Nehemiah wanted to see the wall finished, yeah. you know, and the, the thing you're working on, you might be chipping away at that degree or something like that. And as you're going through that, there's that moment where you're going to be tired. You're going to feel like I want to mm-hmm. quit. I don't want to do that anymore. I've taken all these classes. I'm over it. I'm not, I don't even care about this field of study anymore. Yeah. I'm probably not even going to use this degree or, you know, or something like that. Yeah. But there's something beautiful on the other side if you just keep mm. pushing. So, you know, keep going. Know that the fatigue is going to come. Keep going. Let the Lord meet you there and watch what he does. I love that idea of continuing to push through so you can see the full fruit of it. That is, um, that's a good word, man. Yeah, I was thinking about a friend of mine who he he basically became the pastor of, of a longstanding church. And the church needed revitalization, the mm-hmm. kind of atrophied. And... You know, that probably is going to be like a 10 year process for them to really like do everything that needs to be done to see like a fresh day Mm -hmm. in that church's life and fellowship. But man, that's just tiring. That's just tiring. You know, it just gets fatiguing. And so I've just been trying to encourage him, like, just keep, hey, stick with it. Keep moving. Keep going. Keep making decisions. Stay engaged. You know, don't. Don't let things just kind of happen and don't just kind of pull yourself out of it, you know, and kind of throw your hands in the air and say, I give up, right. forget it. You know, the the traditions are what the traditions are <laughs> and people are worshiping them and, and putting them on the same level as scripture itself. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Just keep pushing, mm-hmm. keep going, keep moving. The day is going to come where you're going to see God do some cool stuff. So, man, that fatigue—it's—it's—it's it's, it's real. Yeah, very real. To wrap this up, Nate, you know, like what we always do in these conversations, I'd love for you just to take a moment. If you have anything, just kind of from this article, that you like to just kind of speak over the, the listener right now. Is there anything else that's just kind of on your heart about this moment, the halfway point you want to just kind of speak into their lives? You know, I, I think. I would just close by saying, if you, if you're feeling that pressure, you're mm-hmm. you're feeling that difficult of getting through that halfway point. I think that it's good for us to remember that even Jesus Himself, He was tempted in all points as as we are, yet without sin. Amen. And when He went through everything that He went through to get to the cross, there was that anguish. You know, mm-hmm. there was that difficulty. He did pray. Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. 
there was that pressure. There was that right. sense, you know, of despair over the enormity of the task mm-hmm. in front of him. And so he understands. He knows what that's like for us. And, you know, obviously our mission, our little things that we're doing here on earth are so small in comparison mm-hmm. to what he did for us. But it's so refreshing, I think, to know that there's a God in heaven who understands rather than having a perspective, <clears throat> excuse me, a perspective about God that he is just kind of there with his arms crossed saying like, what's wrong with you? Why are you tired? Why do you want to quit? Yeah. Why are you discouraged? Uh, he has condescended to us so he understands mm. what we're going through. So just remember that and hopefully that will help you to run to him when you're in that discouraged spot or that tired spot or that slothful spot at that halfway point. All right. Well, I hope that you were blessed by this conversation and uh, just wanted to encourage you, if you want to find some more resources from Pastor Nate, you can always go to nateholdridge.com and find Pastor Nate's articles, teachings, other podcasts. All of his stuff is on that website, but you can also go to calvary.com. That's Pastor Nate's home church, and there um, all of his Sunday Bible studies are there. And we would just love to see you be built up in your faith um, just through these resources. So please grab a hold of them and uh, look forward to next week when we have a new episode coming for you. But until then, God bless you. We'll talk to you then.